Thank you, Andrew. Um, one of the things that, that, that David alluded to as well is, is how it's, this is a story which is not just about what happens here, that actually there is a wider national context within which this sits. And one of the projects that's really inspired us from, from early on has been the Point Street Community Builders in London, where in the 1970s a community took over a site uh, in, in its, uh, next to where it lived that was under threat from development they were very unhappy about, and developed it since as a very vibrant, community-owned, community-managed uh, development. And this Point Street Community Builders is very exciting. And we asked uh, Sarah Neuf, who, who has worked for Coin Street for, for a long time and is now resident here, to give us a, a, a sense of, of the national picture of where something like this development would sit in the national picture and the story that it would tell and why it's such an exciting precedent, not just locally but in the national context too. Sarah. About, about Coin Street, just to sort of set that example, because um, Atmos is an incredibly exciting project. Um, and just to sort of say where I'm coming from, just to, to sort of give you a flavour of that. So, um, Coin Street Community Builders started as a community campaign in exactly the same way that, that this room is you know, doing today, um, back in 1977. And that was at a time when there was um, plans on the, on the South Bank in the centre of London, close to Waterloo for developers to um, buy the site and to put up hotels, office buildings, um, and basically um, sort of remove the rest of the community. Shops were closing, schools were closing, the population had literally decimated from 55,000 at the start of last century to 4,500 in 1970. And those 4,500 people basically stood up and said, right, that's it, we've had enough. Um, and to cut a, a very long seven-year campaign story short, they fought and they fought and they fought, and eventually, after seven years, um, a fascinating, fascinating campaign that I can tell you more about if you're interested in, um, the community won. And the community bought that site um, for a mortgage of a million pounds back in 1984, um, and they started paying off the mortgage by temporary uses, so they did um, car parking, advertising hoardings, um, and then paid off their mortgage that way. And now, 20, over 25 years later, they have um, four social housing co-ops, community parks and spaces right on the, on the South Bank. They've got um, small business units for designer makers um, and, and sort of small creative um, work units where, of people that otherwise would never be able to afford central London um, sort of retail and workspace. Um, we also have a community centre, family children centre. There's a conference suite which is sort of an economic driver. Um, the sort of restaurants and, and such, which are also economic drivers. Um, and the next project is a community swimming pool um, with more housing, the headquarters of the Romer Dance Company. And it's a, it's a £200 million project, which is the, the one, and it's starting this, this summer. So that's just to give you a sense of um, what can happen. And that site is of a similar size to the Atmos site. It's slightly bigger, but only slightly bigger, because the Atmos site is 8.5 acres-ish. Um, and, and the point you want is 13. Um, and so in that context, that, so my job there was to help other communities to, to do the, the same thing that Coin Street did in their communities. And that's why, to me, Amos is so exciting. And since that time, um, the world has come on a huge way. So we have national organisations that have been set up um, over, you know, have been campaigning really hard. They've been influencing government policy. Dave Chapman knows a lot more about this than I do, particularly the recent stuff. 
Um, but government policy is changing, we've got localism agendas, we've got sort of community right to, to buy sort of being pushed, um, and community asset transfer. All of these um, policies, government policies, didn't exist back when Coin Street was trying to do this work and when other similar organisations were trying to do this. But to come back to, to sort of the current day, um, despite all of that policy stuff being in place, I, and despite my job over the past few years to be to help communities to do this kind of work, I would struggle to name um, sort of more than a couple, if any, sort of large-scale, significant developments like of the scale of the Atmos project. There's been some fantastically successful community asset development projects, but they've all been much smaller, largely, most of them have been much, much smaller than this. And the other thing that has changed on a national level is the economic climate that we're now in, because obviously you, know, you have to be, have be living in a cave somewhere to not know that there's some really big stuff happening over the past few years. The environmental things that are happening now, which simply weren't a priority back in the 1970s when Coin Street was starting out. And all of those things are now coming together. And the exciting thing about Atmos is that it's the opportunity to bring those things together, to look at you know, an, an alternative resilient economic model in the heart of a, of a community that is determining it themselves rather than external developers coming in. Um, there's the opportunity to look at an alternative sort of economic and environmental model where those things are integrated properly rather than the environmental thing being over here and the social and economic thing being over here. And Atmos has that opportunity <coughs> to, to sort of really bring these things together. And, and that's why this is of such national importance because it will be setting another level of precedent over and above the organisations that have done this and the communities that have done really significant things in the past, and they do exist. Those examples, you know, people have succeeded with similar things in the past, but this would be taking it to the, to the sort of the next level of, of sort of where we are um, in today's environment and economic climate. Um, and I really think that there's an opportunity here that would be sort of a national case study and also looking at things like the localism agenda and all of the, the sort of government um, changes. So. There's a lot more detail that, that could be gone into, but I don't think that now is the time. Um, and uh, but just to sort of set a little bit of that context. Thank you, sir. It's a it's a very inspiring story. Honestly, apart from seven years ago. <laughs>